The college football experience, Duke Blue Devils 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet, get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing for free today and let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Duke Blue Devils 2022 season preview episode. Yes, we are finally here. My name is Colby Swing at Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, we're talking Blue Devil football here. What's not to love about this? The Mike Elko era is about to begin. I am joined by my co-host, former former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, we love Blue Devil football. Yeah, <laughs> we get a Colby, uh, <laughs> Colby vocal rendition every time. <laughs> I can't wait till till one day we're gonna, someone's gonna be at a karaoke bar and they're gonna hear me singing that. Uh, <laughs> I am joined by. It wouldn't be a Duke Blue Devil episode without. I mean, without the Spence Fish of the uh, of the Fisher. college football experience, Spence Fisher. Fisher, you hit me my phone, buddy. I don't know why it's way over there. Give it up for the DFS God himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lag giving. Former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. That's right. Here's the preview to end all previews. You can just stop here. Just listen to Duke, and and you know that can that can be your uh, your your preseason prep work. I'm gonna go out on a, on a limb and say Mike Elko in year one will be better than than Tony Elliott. No, the their college basketball coach, uh, uh, John Shire. John Shire, Shire yes. <laughs> Uh, subscribe to the college uh, basketball experience. No. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe to the I college basketball Shire experience. I think will have a better winning percentage. Pretty sure. 
just no. a hunch. Hold on, but really, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience where we're talking all things college basketball year round. Duke Blue Devil fans will love it because NC Nick's on that show, and you know he's always prepping up, propping up uh, the uh, the Duke Blue Devils over there, <laughs> as I'm sure he's about to do here. They need a lot of propping with their uh, three of the top five recruits in the country signed this year. Hey, well, with, with what North Carolina is bringing back, they might actually need to do some propping because that wow. rivalry does not take a step back for just, even a second. Just added Pete Nance, Larry Nance's son, uh, Northwestern transfer. That is a big get for the Tar Heels, but this is time to talk football Duke or, or UNC here. Come on. Yes. Talk about the better shade of blue. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Let's do that. All right. Shots fired. This is the Duke Blue Devils. Steve Spurrier, Fred Goldsmith, <laughs> David Cutcliffe, Mike Elko. I mean, quarterback you, Sonny Jurgensen, Ben Bennett, Anthony Dillwig, Spence Fisher, Thaddeus Daniel Lewis, Jones. Dave Brown. I mean, you go on and on and on. I mean, before this music cuts, I do want to say that I'm shocked looking at some of their traditional rivals, who they've gotten the better of. Let me let me rattle a couple of these up. Wake Forest, 55 to 40, all time in favor of Duke. Uh, North Carolina State, 41 to 37, in favor of Duke. Uh, South Carolina, 24 to 17, in favor of Duke. Uh, Army 14-11 in favor of Duke. Northwestern 11 and 10 in favor of Duke. This used to be a dynasty. Little did we know. <laughs> well, here's what's interesting though. You see what's you know we joke around, but the NIL is is really kind of exploding under the college football scene. We saw today with Miami grabbing a four-star quarterback for like a, a billion dollars. I feel like, um, but this is one we should talk about because. We talk about Stanford being uh, an unbelievably rich institution, and, and if they just wanted to invest any of their money in football, they could become a really, really, really uh, powerful football program. The same can be said about the Duke Blue Devils. I think they're like a top twenty or top thirty richest school in the nation. Their basketball program is fantastic, and if they if they just want to put a little effort into football, they could reap the benefits financially from them being really good. And obviously, football programs. Can make a ton of cash. How much so, money does yeah. basketball bring in? A lot. Nick, you uh, be- it it fa- it fails the comparison to football. I don't know what I mean. Football is probably doubles it or something. I'm, I'm just I don't know but for still, sure. But football like Duke, is. You would well think. As, as far as basketball, yeah. Duke brings in you know some of the, probably the most money out of you know maybe them and a few others. UNC, Kentucky, Kansas included. I don't know what those figures are. I, I mean, it's 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 more than I'll make ever in my lifetime. <laughs> but, but if they're alumni, obviously, like like with with Stanford, who have just some some yeah. big time boosters, if they just wanted to dive a little bit in there, and you know, for a lot of these companies, it could be a write off the NIL contract for their players. So if Duke ever could tap into that, they could be really fucking good. Yeah. The question is, do the alumni care? Because let's be honest. I mean. No one has ever really cared about Duke football. You can tell it. You can go to a game in Durham on a Saturday. The place is pretty empty. Why not uh, change that, that though? Why not change? Yeah, that? I mean, it's easier said than done to to change the culture of a university. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, usually winning, you know, brings fans. Uh, you got to do one thing first. If you don't have the fans, you got to start winning, and then maybe some fans will come. And you know, attendance was better 
when Cutcliffe had the program rolling, but they still weren't packing the house. Oh well, well you well, know, and but but Cutcliffe never landed a top twenty recruit or something. Yeah. Imagine if this NIL money says, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know Spence Fish Jr. just like Arch Manning. <laughs> all right, we're gonna pay you some money to come here to Duke." Um, I, I just think they could potentially be a gold mine if, if like, yeah, if you know, a top twenty recruit can get money elsewhere too. So I don't know if Duke's going to be, you know, out outbidding other programs. Oh, I think and they at could. some point. I think they and could. at some point. But at some point, does the does the top recruit? Okay, so maybe they can make twenty million at Duke compared to eighteen somewhere else. It's not all about the money usually. Obviously, that's a big factor. But you know, the 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 kid, the the quarterback or whoever has to want to go to the program and see I still a clear think, path to the NFL and success, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I just named off 30 quarterbacks that went to the end. I mean, if, I, I mean, honestly, Duke's got a better quarterback history than a lot of universities. And, yeah. and, uh, and I mean, look, we just saw Archman and go to Texas. Texas has not been very successful in producing pro quarterbacks, Colt McCoy, Vince, Vince young. And you'd have to probably go back to the 1940s. Or fifties or something to find some other some right. other QB. Chris Sims, I think, also in there. But um, <laughs> Duke ha- has been doing it for a while. Quarterback, you and all it takes is one when you're going through these richer the, the richest universities in the country. Duke is hot. It, it's up there. It's, I know Texas, Texas A and M, Stanford are above it, but they're not that far down. They're ahead of a lot of powers in college right. football. So if they got their money together, let's do it. I would love to see that. Well, hi, Sam here. But the, the other question is, does that player want to play in front of like? 10,000 fans. If you build it, it team. will come buddy. All right. Field of dream style. Okay. Man. If, if they All land right. a top 20 recruit, you be the architect. Look, I've been to NC state games. I've been to ECU games. It, North Carolina fans will, will, will come out for football. All right. If you're, if, if they landed a top 20 recruit, I bet you Duke would, uh, uh, let's just say they got a star quarterback and a star running back or something. I guarantee you more fans are We're going up. down a rabbit hole, but ECU and NC State are very large public universities with with very large built-in fan bases. Buddy, and I local, see what the basketball program alumni. does. I see what the basketball guys, program does. Guys, there is a reason why Cameron Indoor Stadium they don't want to make it that big. They want to keep it small because they know this the, the first off that there's there's less students at the university and there's a very limited number of local alumni. You know, so the basketball need- program does it right. You don't need a hundred thousand seat stadium. All right, just keep it low, pack it in, and get some fucking talent there with that money of yours. Let's go, right. guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can I point <laughs> out like the obvious parallel here that's happening as we speak right now? Go Louisville, Northwestern. Yes, yes. they were in the uh, what? Uh, it seems like what Conference USA twelve years ago or something, and their NIL well, is fifteen is, years ago is lighting up like a Christmas. Yeah, now they tree just right pulled now. two yeah, five they stars. <laughs> they're your traditional ACC basketball powerhouse that hasn't had a ton of football relevance, and they're starting to pay their players. And all of a sudden, boom! Five stars are rolling in. There we go. <laughs> Let's step go, up. Duke. I'm serious. Step up. All right, step up. Let's, Let's see it. some parody right, in college sold, football. You sold me. I, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. There we go. Come on, Elko. Elko went to Penn. <laughs> Got some, you know, he played safety at Penn. He's a smart hey, guy. He's, D- he's got some millionaire a, friends. That's right. He was a DC at AM. They know how to, you know, oh, do this right. whole yeah, NIL. Probably thing. took some notes. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Come on, Harris Teeter. What the fuck you doing down there in North Carolina? All right. Let's shell out here. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about this thing though. Mike Elko. What do we think about the hire, guys? Batty C, I know. 
I know you're a fan. I mean, this guy's been a first off, he, he his career, he's been at he played safety at Penn, Ivy League player, smart dude, obviously. Uh coached at Stony Brook, coached at Penn, catch coached at uh, Merchant Marine. <laughs> Fuck is that? Uh <laughs> Merchants, isn't that an auto mechanic shop? Uh uh coached at Fordham, coached at Richmond with the Spiders. Coach at Hofstra, they need to start their football program again. Shame on you, Hofstra. Uh, and coached at Bowling Green, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, Texas A and M, and now the Duke Blue Devils. Well, uh, Texas A and M excluded. It sounds like they've been. He's been the coach at some elite academic institutions before this, so uh, <laughs> he's right at home, probably very comfortable in that environment. And, and, and really, you know, he came into Bowling Green uh, his first, you know. S- basically his first time coaching in the FBS in 2009, they had the 87th ranked defense his first year. It took a little bit to get it started. 102nd in 2010, 79th in 2011 at Bowling Green. And then his, fi- his final two years at Bowling Green sixth and 10th. And then he goes to wake forest with Claus doing it 41st in year one, which is good. Then this 38th is total defense. Yeah. Okay. Then 40th. Then, uh, then he goes to Notre Dame after having the 40th best defense at wake forest. 46 his first year at Notre Dame. And then, well, he leaves right away to go to a and M, but he had a and M's defense in the top 10 in 2020. Last year, they were 20th in the nation. The guy can coach some defense. Now, can yes, he sir. coach overall? Nick, what do you grade that higher? Yeah. You know, if you go back to our uh, coaching higher uh, coaching grade uh, podcast, I gave it a B plus. I think it was either B or B plus. I like the higher I'm excited. We've needed you know, a defensive change of mindset for a long time now, but you know, first off, we'd be a little remiss if we don't say how great of a, di- of a job coach Cutcliffe did there. Right. That is true. Let's uh, take two seconds. Cause uh, I think uh, people uh, were coming, coming on, coming down on me the last couple of years when I was kind of talking bad about Cutcliffe. Uh, they, they, they were, look, they were coming I at mean, you. The guy's a legend. They were myself but, included. <laughs> and you fire him the year arch Manning's going out there. I mean, you couldn't have fired him next year. I mean, he what's, was, one, what's not, one more losing was, season? He was not <laughs> landing Arch Manning. So first off, he coached 14 years at Duke, which I thought sounded crazy. I thought it was like eight or ten. But um, you know, he went at, at a certain stretch. He went to bowl games in six out of seven years. You know, uh, from 13 to 15 overall, 27 and 13. And look at what he took over. I mean, Ted Roof was six and 45. Overall, before Coach Cutcliffe took over, the three years before Coach Cutcliffe came, one in 10, 0 and 12, 1 and 11. Some people, especially maybe youngsters, they might not remember Duke as the complete doormat of FBS college football. They were probably the worst team in the nation for a good stretch. Yeah. And, and, and Coach uh, Cutcliffe definitely built up that program. He did a wonderful job. But you could tell the last few years the game had kind of passed him by. For instance, in the last twenty-three ACC games, Duke is two and twenty-one. But still, I mean, 2013, 10 and four, two losses by single uh, by one score games. Almost went twelve and two at Duke. That's insane. Um, played played Florida State and Jameis Winston in the ACC championship game. I always felt like they gave Virginia Tech a hard time. I really feel like like year in year out they were a tough out for Virginia Tech. They were a tough out oh, for give U- Coach no. Cutcliffe. No UVA owned. Yeah, UVA, UVA owned, owned. They were a they tough won out last for, seven in a row. Was it was it UNC? I don't know, but 
Um, so anyway, let's hop into it on the offensive side of the ball. Kevin Johns is the new offensive coordinator. All right. Kevin Johns, fuck Jimmy Johns. I'm talking <laughs> Kevin Johns. All right. Former Dayton flyer quarterback in the nineties. He's coached at Northwestern coached at Richmond. I think that is uh, how Mike Elko knows him back to the days at Richmond. Uh, then he was at Northwestern. Then he was at Indiana and Western Michigan and then Texas tech and Memphis. Most recently he comes in, leaves the OC job at Memphis for Duke. He's also been the quarterback coach at both stops. Are you surprised? Memphis has money, but surprised, a little surprising there, but uh, obviously his uh, you know, he's been with Elko before. So he was the, what was his position at uh at Memphis? At Memphis. OC and he quarterback, was an OC coach. And quarterback yeah. coach. So. And that's what exactly that's right. he is at Duke. Hmm. So Kevin is a power and, and obviously with Elko, obviously with Elko being a defensive coordinator, yeah, the offense is gonna be his show. Yeah. And if you look uh last year, Duke's offense, which did not have Kevin Johns, was David Cutcliffe. They were hundred and second in scoring office uh scoring offense, fiftieth in rush offense, sixty-fourth in pass offense, fifty-fourth in total offense. That's still pretty good for Cutcliffe. It's still pretty good for considering you're due 130 teams out there and you're in the better half with your offense. Five starters are back on offense, potentially six. If Riley Leonard starts a quarterback, I know he's battling out with Jordan Moore. Uh, we'll see who gets the nod there. I'm hearing it's going to be Jordan Moore, but Gunnar oh. Holmberg, uh, Gunnar Holmberg, uh, he was, he started some games for the blue devils last year. He's now at Florida international, nice little layover down there in Miami. Um, <laughs> Mateo Durant is gone, and this guy was a fucking beast last year. If you watched yeah. Mate- Mateo Durant, this guy, I think I had him excellent in D- running back. I had him in DFS that week one matchup against Charlotte. He just he lit them. like two hundred yards. Yeah, right? he lit them up. What was his uh, season stats last year? I, I think he had over a thousand. Yeah, he right? was he was a damn good player. I know that. Um, but I can tell you here in a second, he had uh, yeah twelve hundred yards, nine touchdowns. Then he chipped in through the air also with another 250 yards and, and two more touchdowns. So he was the offense. I mean, uh, Duke had a couple of nice receivers last year. One of them transferred uh, to Jake ECU. Bobo went out to oh. UCLA. I believe they also lost a wide out to ECU wanted to go to a better Carolina school. And he was uh, a backup. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be a backup at ECU. Trust me. All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude. Yeah. The loss of Mateo Durant stings. Uh, I don't think he was drafted, but I think he's in an NFL uh, preseason camp or, or whatnot. So, uh, th- from what I'm seeing here, I, I think the there's Jordan Waters, the junior running back, and there's Terry Moore, the freshman. I'm hearing that Terry Moore might get the the nod after really? spring ball. The freshman Terry Moore. Uh, they have one receiver returning, and that's uh, Jalen Calhoun. This guy was good though. Had a had a pretty darn good year last year. Um, four or five starters back on the offensive line. That's something Mike Elko's gotta love. Um, Always nice to step into that. Yes, and uh, on the defensive side of the ball, defense coordinator Rob B- Smith, <laughs> 127th in scoring defense last year, 117th in rush defense, 129th in pass defense, and for total defense, they were 130th. Coaching, all, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It's That's the way that defense was because 130 guys, there was only 130 FBS teams last year. They were dead last. Dude, over the last six games, last half of the year, 
They didn't get the team scored 47 or more points each game. Mm. <laughs> last six weeks of the year. You said last oh, six weeks, Yikes. last I mean, half, the whole half I mean, that's UVA final. 48, nothing. That's wake force 45, seven hell Louisville. You mentioned them earlier. They dropped 62 on the blue double. <laughs> that's why a defensive minded head coach uh, was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Sounds like it's what they needed. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Especially a guy who who was a DC, a very effective DC at Wake Forest, which is right down the road and a similar program to do. Giving up that many yards. <laughs> Definitely yeah. Uh inspires a little uh confidence, the fact that he was able to do it at Wake. You're right. Very similar program. They got two of four back on the defensive line led by RJ Oben. Uh, and they bring back their entire linebacking core led by Dorian uh, Mosai and Shaka Hayward. They are breaking in an entirely new secondary, but Hey, if you're dead last, fuck it, bring in some new guys, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll talk transfer portal and the schedule and perhaps some recruiting news, but uh, I don't know. We'll talk that in a second. I got to get us paid first. I want to tell you that the college football experience Duke Blue Devils 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet, get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over/under game. Just head over to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, our app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The SGPN app—it's free to download and is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Yes. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why here at SGPN Studios, we use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communication, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. So go to ipvanish.com/sgp on your phone or look and use that promo code SGP. Might might as well say claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. All right, we are talking Blue Devil football and the transfer portal. You know, it's interesting. You, you bring it up and you say, okay, well, yeah, we try to ask ourselves, previewing all these teams, by the way, subscribe on YouTube. You'll be seeing these sweet graphics. Shout out to the graphics team. But uh, we try to ask ourselves for each team as the transfer portal continues to play such a huge role in college football and college basketball now. Did they win the transfer portal? Was the question, and uh, I think first we got to key in on what they lost. They lost uh, currently. They got a couple guys in the portal: running back Trent Davis, cornerback Ken Terrain. They did lose their offensive tackle piece, Ada or Ado Adado. 
I don't know to 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 <laughs> Temple. Patty C's favorite portion of the show. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. I don't know how to pronounce that shit. Uh, they did lose uh, wide receiver Jarrett Garner to East Carolina because it's a better university. Um, and they lost Nate Thompson, a safety is in the portal. Jalen Alexander, another safety that's in the portal. Defensive end Zamari Ellis is in the portal. Cornerback Jeremiah Lewis, or I'm sorry, Jeremiah Lewis is in the portal. Uh, and they did lose Gunnar Holmberg, the quarterback I alluded to before, to Mike McIntyre and in Florida International. They lost defensive lineman Gary Smith to UCLA. They lost uh, Jake Bobo, the wide receiver, to UCLA. And they lost safety Lummy Young to Tulane. But they did. How's UCLA doing poaching players from Duke? Come on. Chip Kelly's got a pipeline there. He's got a pipeline going through Durham. Uh, they did bring in cornerback Daytron Young from Iowa State, offensive lineman Andre Harris from Arkansas State, safety Darius Joyner from the Leathernecks of Western Illinois, offensive tackle Chance Little from Colorado. That bastard. There we go. Linebacker Cam Dillon from from Columbia. Uh, long snapper Evan Deckers from UMass, defensive end Anthony Nelson from Harvard, offensive lineman Jack Burns from Cornell. Going the Ivy League route because Mike Elko is an <laughs> Ivy League guy. Maybe he knows about some talent there. They almost hired Jason Garrett, weren't they? Interviewing him, they were just they were like, we got to hire an Ivy League guy. All right, glad glad they didn't. <laughs> well, no, they did. And Mike Elko, he's from Penn, but <laughs> glad they didn't yeah, hire yeah, Garrett. Yeah, yes. Um, but uh, Patty C, do we want to talk any recruiting rankings wise? Like what the Blue Devils could be doing? Are they? Should we even highlight? The, is there a Daniel Jones 2.0 out there? Um, well, I I didn't dig a deep dive into actual recruits. I don't think there's anything special going on there. But I can rattle off the r- rankings real quick and give you an idea of where they stand within Let's the conference do it. Let's and do nationally. It. So na- well, I will say. That in 2016 and 17, just before I normally start, because I usually do the five last five years, but they were at 33 and 47. Wow. Which had Cliff. Yeah, pulled their four year composite rankings back in 2018 up to 40 and 44 in 2019, which seems really high for Duke. But since yeah. then, they've uh, come back down to earth starting in 2018 63, 51, 54, 59, 61. Which within the conference is good for 12, 8, 12, 12, and 8. So they're they're pretty much at the bottom of the barrel in the ACC. That NIL can bring that at least up halfway. Come on. Somebody over there. Yeah. I mean, shoot. So they, just this year, with with Elko not even being there for a full offseason, I don't believe, uh, they were ninth, finished ninth in the ACC. Out of 14 for year one, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, all right. Well, look, if you if you're following us on YouTube or, you know, you'll see this graphic, this sweet graphic behind us, which has the win total there. I used to reveal the win total, but I don't need to anymore. Cause you can see it. Uh, give us a subscribe on YouTube, the college football experience and also the college basketball experience. So um, here we are. Las Vegas is projecting three and a half wins for the blue devils. That number's at three and a half. So three or four wins. Um, First reaction, Patty C to three and a half wins. Is this a team that's going to be over three wins? Oh gosh. Um, First reaction without diving into the schedule. I think so. I think they can get to three and a half, four. I think they can get to four NC Nick. You got the Duke shirt on over there. Is that Duke? They won. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh, he's they won three last year. They won three last year. Last year, actually they were three and one in the non-con. Then they went winless in the ACC. So they went. Three how, do you, how do you go winless in the ACC? Uh, be less talented than everyone you play. 
<laughs> the, the closest they got was a, a four point loss at home to Georgia tech. <laughs> mm. oh, uh, so I think hitting four is going to be tough in year one. I mean, the one thing you didn't mention yet is returning production. As far as percentage, Duke is toward the bottom of that in the nation. Uh, let's see here. I got it up here. 125th in the country returning production. Mm, only mm. 44% on offense, only 52% on defense. <laughs> I retract I think it's my a previous little rebuilding. statement. Yeah. <laughs> you can't win. I think maybe you can though. Cause look, you don't want the, you're, you're the last ranked defense. Get the fuck out. Mike Elko says bye. All right. Goodbye. All right. Two little tidbits about the schedule that I'm sure we're going to touch on in just a second, but well, maybe I'll hold off. Let's get started on this thing. Well, Friday, September 2nd, Wallace Wade stadium. The Temple Owls come into town. Who, who, who are also breaking in a brand new coach with Stan Drayton? They have Quincy Patterson coming in at quarterback from North Dakota State via Virginia Tech. This is anyone's game, folks. Uh, I, I lean. <laughs> it's I, huge. Eileen Duke. Give me Hell Duke yeah, I'm a going slight Blue lean. They're at home. It's a tough game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolute garbage. This is a six to three. Six to three final. I mean, when we're Duke talking about the dub. these recruiting rankings, they're still number sixty overall in the country. I would imagine Temple's down in the hundreds. They should have a massive talent advantage on Temple. I'm I'm taking last Duke. time they played in 2018. Duke won 56-27. There Ooh, you there you go. Uh, so want to know? So you you just need right there. Boom, three wins and you're in. All right, you're. Uh, they are at Northwestern at Ryan field a, a week two. Now look, they historically, I feel like give Northwestern fits at least Duke has won the last Tuckley. three. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and Northwestern, I believe is coming back from Ireland. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Patty C who are you taking here? Wasn't Northwestern like the big 10 West champion within the past two years ago, three years, yeah. three years ago. And I think they've gone twice in five years. Duke beat them when they won the big 10 West. I think so. I think that's true. I think that year they beat them. Yeah. <laughs> Duke does own Northwestern. Um, now little tidbit, both the Northwestern and the Kansas game, which we're going to get to in a second were home games last year, both on the road this year, slightly tougher, but yeah. uh, I got, I got Northwestern. I, I, I've trust Fitzgerald to get this thing turned around. And, and by the way, so the over is plus 100. The under is minus 120. Now I will say this. You do see some other numbers out there. I see a three out there too at a different place. So shop around at win bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so what are you, what are you doing here? I'm going loss. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. yeah. Okay. So one and one. And then our boy Terrell Furman Jr., host of the NBA Gambling Podcast, subscribe. Host of the WNBA Gambling Podcast, subscribe. <laughs> um, he is a North Carolina A and T Aggie, and guess what? They keep a good FCS program. They are coming down to Wallace Wade Stadium. It's a dangerous game. Is this a dangerous game going on there, NC Nick? <laughs> Well, if you recall the game, these two played last year also, and this game was fourteen to fourteen because a and uh, T tied it up with like a minute left before halftime. But but Duke actually got one more touchdown, you know, three seconds left before halftime, and then blew him out forty five seventeen. But 
But A and T, the Aggies hung around a while. Well, and I believe Terrell Furman Jr. was texting me saying that their starting quarterback missed the game with COVID or something. So I, they did I, that I with their ba- like they that. did that with their backup quarterback, I believe. So right, right. But wa- no, I got to watch this. out, Doing watch out now, <laughs> Patty. See you going with the Aggies. You going with the Blue Devils? I gotta gotta go Devils here. I mean. Uh, it's in the the hornet's nest that is Wallace Wade Stadium. <laughs> Come on, we're uh, going Devils. Here. I'll take. Uh, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride Duke to two and one. All you need is two wins, people. Uh, week four, David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Jeez, can you add any more shit onto that name of that stadium? Uh, uh, they go to Lawrence, Kansas, take on Lance Leopold. Revenge. Is uh, is on the mind of a Leopold? Well. Kansas wins by three touchdowns. All right, <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm gonna call that a homer play on your part. <laughs> Revenge is gonna happen here. Give me the Jayhawks to get it done. Nick, well, Duke won 52-33 in Durham last year in uh, in week four. Obviously, Leopold was slowly turning the Kansas ship around. Uh, yeah, I, I think Kansas wins at home. Uh, I think it might be closer than three touchdowns, but I can't take Duke on this road trip. I got him at two and two. Buddy, we're gonna have a dog fight here. I'm with you, Nick. I feel like Leopold is turning around. I trust him, but dude, they lost by three touchdowns last year. It's tough to say, and that's with a Cutcliffe already basically out the door. You know, well, on his I, way well, out. Leopold the door. was just. I mean, what was that? That was that was in September still, what? dude. It's week four. Yeah. Yeah. So Come on. Cutcliffe had been on the hot seat. The different into Kansas season. team. All right. Well, I'm going to go Kansas too. I'll agree with you. So two and two after the month of September, then Saturday, October 1st, the Wahoos, Tony Elliott, that NASCAR driver uh, coming into to Wallace Wade stadium. Virginia's had Duke's number for a long time, but was that all Bronco Mendenhall? Do we, should we be worried about potentially uh a loss here for, uh, for, for, uh, the, the Wahoos. Well, maybe because, you know, if you take out the, the end of the Cutcliffe era there, you're talking about UNC owning Duke, but UNC or, uh, uh, Virginia rather owning Duke, Virginia has won uh, seven in a row, but they're only leading in this series by five. So just six years ago, Duke had the all time lead in this series, which is a sad state of affairs. For Virginia fans <laughs> like myself, maybe Duke wrestles control back of this series shortly. Brandon Armstrong goes for 400 against Elko, Nick. You know, Elko might be able to slow him down a little bit, but let's for, let's remember here. Duke Duke was winless in the ACC last year. The year before, they won one ACC game against Syracuse. Little lost the rest of them. Unfortunately, Syracuse is not on the schedule this year. <laughs> you know, but Virginia let's is. Put this, <laughs> Can we put it this way? Like, I think I think Duke wins an ACC game this year. Not exactly sure where that will be, but potentially Virginia or the next one at Georgia Tech. I was about to say. I think uh, your opportunities here on October first or October eighth when you go to Bobby Dodd Stadium take on Georgia Tech. So, so uh, what do we after October eighth? I mean, do you have? Duke losing both of those ACC openers or those the first two games. I'm going to say if I can jump ahead, I'm going to say they beat Georgia Tech on the road. Jeff Collins is fired, and Duke is three and three after their first six games. Patty, 
I agree completely. I just want to throw one more little factoid out here. What's that? During this seven game win streak, Virginia scored at least 28 points every single time against uh, uh, Duke, including three 40 plus point games. Uh, with Brennan Not Armstrong surprised. leading the charge, I expect another blowout, but I do expect them to get, get right against Georgia Tech. I'll give them a win between Virginia and Georgia Tech. Three and three. Yeah. A great start. Then they're home to the Tar Heels, North Carolina, Mac Brown. Freshly back from Epstein Island, and uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Shout out to Beck. Uh, uh, well, Carolina's gonna roll them, right? Carolina's got too much talent. Yeah, Carolina rolls them. Nick, put you on the. Uh, yeah, let's, let's see how big I, of a Duke I, fan you are. <laughs> Who wins this game? Look, I, I'll be happy if it's a close game. UNC so, wins. So I got them at three and four. Then they're at Miami Hard Rock Stadium. Probably 30 fans there, but still, <laughs> I'm taking Miami to roll them. Yeah, three and five. Have to figure. Three and five. They get a bye week to prep for a short week the following week at Boston College on a Friday night. Chestnut Hill will be rocking for this one. Uh, I'm taking Boston College. Yep. I don't think Chestnut Hill will be rocking. I was watching that Missouri. <laughs> I was watching that Missouri game over the weekend. Missouri play, played at Chestnut Hill last year. Good fan right. turnout. I don't know if half really. Yeah, it was a good fan turnout by Boston College. I was impressed. There you go, BC. Um, I know we identified uh, Duke versus Boston College as maybe the worst game, at least watchable game in college football until that so, NIL money comes in. That's right. NIL. NIL. Uh, the Saturday, November twelfth, they're hosting the Virginia Tech Hokies. Are they gonna win that thing? Um, that could be their that could be their chance. You know, if things aren't gelling yet with uh, no, that's not their chance. Virginia Tech's gonna roll. Them. Virginia Tech probably will, but we <laughs> said it before the episode. They give Virginia Tech trouble. It's in uh, Wallace Wade. Okay, and Virginia Tech also has a first year coach who's a defensive coach, and so if. If it's a tight game at the end because you got two defensive coaches going at it, maybe a big play happens and Duke comes out on top. I agree with Pat. Well, I agree that it, this one could be a close game. I'm going to take the Hokies, but I think at home, yeah, we don't know what to expect from from Coach Pry and the Hokies yet. <laughs> I think this this could be a close game. It could be one where Duke could win, but with with the, with all that said, I'm going to take the Hokies <laughs> and another L, another yeah, another check mark in the L column. I special. Let's send a special fuck you to the ACC because they'll never send Clemson. Uh, they would never send Clemson to Boston on November fourth, and then Pitt on November nineteenth. Yeah, they'd only do that to Duke. All right, <laughs> or or you know someone like Duke. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they would have the, to, the Virginia ACC has maybe. learned from the best. Yeah, that's right. So uh, November nineteenth. Yeah, November <laughs> <Just> to clarify. <laughs> November nineteenth. They're at Pitt. I think Keaton Slovis throws for 400 against them. No. <laughs> uh, Pitt rolls them. There's no, right. and then the final game of the season, they're home to wake. This team's not winning any games in, in October. Oh, yeah. well, after same October exact 8th, second, yeah. uh, same exact season as last year, essentially. Pretty much. That's what we're looking Pretty at. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Three and three through the first six. I'm on the oh under. Six in the I'm on the half. under. I'm with you. Cause I think they could lose. They could go winless in the ACC and look, wouldn't be crazy if Temple won to me. I think that's good. Both coaches are in year, game one. I think it's kind of anyone's game. I mean, I favored Duke, but I mean, <sighs> that would be really. Let's bad. face it. This is a rebuild. This is a total rebuild here. It's going to take a little bit of time. I think 
Coach Elko, I think he might be the right guy for the job, but you got to give him some time here. It took Cutcliffe a while to turn it around, and Duke is in a better shape than when Cutcliffe took it over. Don't I, make you know, no, make no mistake. They're much better than they were after uh, the guy before Coach Cutcliffe. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, and and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ted Roof. Ted Roof. Yeah, but 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 we also could be wrong. If they beat Northwestern like they traditionally do, it seems like. Then they could open the season three and zero going into Kansas, and then maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe four and zero can happen. Maybe, uh, <laughs> gosh, you blow so much smoke. Uh, I, I'm on the. There's other. a chance they can it's get actually, to four. I mean, yeah, that's there, true. There's, there's a chance they can be Temple, A and T, Georgia Tech, and Virginia be, Tech, or something. Dude, it's, there's a chance they can be six and zero. <laughs> there really is. If they let's, have a great summer camp, pump those breaks a little bit. Right. Dude, hold on, hold Listen, on. I want to pull up the record is, from a year ago. Is Daniel on. Jones coming back to play? Yeah, hold Daniel on, Daniel Jones ain't walking through that. Patty C, can you tell me Temple's record last year? It I was cannot. it was uh, three and nine. That's their first game, three and nine. That's a win for Duke. Probably. Northwestern last year. Well, they beat them last year. That's all you need to say. Uh, What's well, three and nine? Right. Okay. So they yeah. get three and nine, three and nine. And FCS in North Carolina A and T. Who they also beat last year. And and A and T. Kansas. A and T was five and six last year, losing record, right? <laughs> then Kansas, who went two and ten. Virginia went <laughs> six and six, right? <laughs> and then Georgia Tech, that was uh, three and nine. So you 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 could you can win these games. They're going to be They're in the top games. ten after six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Elko. Let's get this NIL movement Look, going. Let me say something real quick. Nick is being the realistic Duke fan. A credit to Duke fans right now. And Colby is sounding like what you would expect a Duke fan yeah. to sound Duke's like. Duke's going to the national championship. Sonny <laughs> Jurgensen's coming back. Uh look. Yeah, maybe he's gonna jump ship on ECU here if Houston has a tough tough year. Jump on that Duke bandwagon. What do you think? Yeah. Uh no. No. You I like Duke shirt. I can see a Duke shirt. No, it's that, you know. It's, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it until I, I think, start getting I think some you NIL. Kinda, I, I think you kind of like the Duke football program. I mean, look, I, look. If they start start spending some money with some NIL, <laughs> I I might get season tickets. All right. Well, Colby <laughs> can like a team right up until they win, right up until yes. they hit the mountaintop. Yes. And then he goes, "Fuck." No, them. I like some. Who who uh, that has had good, great success in the past 15, 20 years, thirty years? Are you a Dude. big fan of? It's like the hipster music guy that, that loves a band when they're underground. Yeah, yeah. And they're, oh, they change, man. Yeah. They change. <laughs> no, no, Oklahoma State. They're a yard away from the playoffs. I was rooting for them. I like. I Until like. Until they get program. there, you like them. Well, I'm sorry. I grew up hating fucking Notre Dame. I grew up hating Ohio State. I grew up hating. Uh, no, but I look. I liked Alabama the first time they won, and then. But I also well, they were beating Miami. Everyone loved Alabama for that. Anyway, I get certain you're teams I like. Yeah, always talking about. There's certain <laughs> programs that I like. I liked it when Michigan got in last year. I liked it when Cincinnati got in last year. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I and like the only reason why I didn't like Georgia is because their quarterback situation was a myth. <laughs> it was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, I'm on the under. NC Nick, final final answer: under or over? Under, under. So the six and a starts not going to happen. He says, uh, no. Patty C final answer <laughs> under, under over. too. Yeah. All right. Under we're all on the under on the college football experience. Duke blue devil episode. Subscribe folks. We're breaking down all 131 college football teams. We'll have a solo podcast for each and every team in the land. Yes. That means James Madison. That means your Charlotte 49ers. That one's already out there. All right. Fresh off the presses. Go listen to that one. 
Uh, we got you covered with every team in the land. We talk college football year round. Subscribe to the college football experience on wherever you listen up to, to, to podcasts. Also, the YouTube channel, as I mentioned before. Um, we also host the college basketball experience. We love ACC basketball. You know, NC Nick's always there to remind me about it, what they did in the tournament last year. What did the ACC do? Like fourteen and two or something? They were really good. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Like you, Great answer. <laughs> uh, we also host the college baseball experience. The ACC had a great regular season. Kind of got their ass kicked in the the, the college uh, baseball tournament. But uh, shout out to Noah Beanick. All of our po- all of our podcasts on the SGPN platform. So get that SGPN app. You'll get access to the sports gambling podcast. They're already deep into NFL coverage. You got to check out what they're doing over there. Uh, Carolina Panther fans, Matt Rule, all right, Washington Redskins fans, all right. Um, let's let's get into that. Um, what else do we have? Uh, what uh, NASCAR gambling podcast? We're talking North Carolina here. Subscribe to the NASCAR gambling podcast. They do a great job over there. Subscribe to the CFL gambling podcast, the golf gambling podcast. What is it? Whispering pines. What is that area? What is that? Pinehurst Pinehurst. They're golfing every day over there. It's it's good. The golf capital of uh, North Carolina. I don't know, um, but subscribe to the golf gambling podcast. I think you'll dig it. The SGPN app is going to give you access to all that. So check out all that stuff. Check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. Cause we're always talking Duke college basketball, college football, even college baseball. So check that out. And even lacrosse. How about that? Isn't Duke lacrosse good? Uh, they've won a couple natties. There you go. Uh, There's that whole scandal thing, but we don't need to bring that up. <laughs> Details, yeah. yeah. That's I, I don't know what that is. Dust but, uh, up. That's a dust up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. All right, folks. Subscribe. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at D Colby D. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Patty C's on Twitter. Patty C831. Give us all a follow. And yeah. Let's ride this under. Uh, we're wishing Elko the best, though. All right, let's 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 wish Elko a nice first season in Durham. All right, all right, folks. This is the college football experience, Duke Blue Devil style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Do you come from an